Amen. He's worthy, church. Amen. Let's just praise the Lord for a minute. He is so worthy of all glory, all honor, and all praise. We are so thankful for His goodness. Father God, we do thank You. We thank You for Your goodness towards us. We thank You that You so loved us, You sent Jesus. Jesus, thank You that You so loved us that You came, that You died on our cross, was buried in the grave, rose from the grave. Now sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus. You sent the Spirit who comes as our counselor, comforter, teacher, reminder. Thank you. It is through you that we serve. Let us serve the Lord with everything we have. Amen. For it is God who works in us, both to will and to do, for his good pleasure. Thank you, Lord. We love you. May your words... Not just land softly on our head this morning, but burrow deep into our hearts. And we'll give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Oh, man. It's been good already. We have, uh, today's day 14 of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we're in a home stretch, baby. Man, it is, it's been so good. We've been gathering here at 6 a.m. each morning. And, and uh, just and at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. It's just been awesome. I know many of you have been a, a part of it and maybe fasting for the first time. And uh, I pray that's going well for you. I know as we seek the Lord and put off things of the flesh in order to grow in the things of the Spirit, He honors that. Amen. He honors that. We want to teach today on praying. And I, I know I taught last Sunday, preached on praying uh, and I was just basically looking at one facet of prayer. But today, I'm kind of given a, a model uh, of, of praying, uh, how to pray. There's different types of prayer. There's different ways to pray. Uh, last week, we just looked at the asking part. And, uh, and, and Jesus actually taught more on that. There's more in the scriptures on the asking, uh, probably because he needed to clarify how to do that well. Because uh, we would make that only our prayer you know if, if we if we just come with our laundry list it's what i need you to do for me god uh but i'm gonna just tell you something he ain't the great sugar daddy on high all right <laughs> he, he ain't your cosmic bellboy uh he's god and we need to recognize him as god uh, I, I am blessed today to have uh, such a, a good friend uh brother terry payne and his wife miss tanya Pastor at Liveway Church in Kingfish, Oklahoma. We're so glad y'all are here. Love, love, love them. They are just sweet, sweet people. And uh, just glad to have them with us today. Let's start with the first letter. We're going to take the word pray. Like Leonard Skinner says, I'm a simple man. So I just take everything and bring it to a simple way to see it. And uh, sometimes I, I just enjoy taking a complex subject and making it, it more simple. This is not a complex subject. When it comes to prayer, uh, prayer is not a discipline to add to your Christian walk. Prayer is your Christian life. It is your fellowship with the Father. It, it, it is your communication with the Father. It is, it, it, you, you need to be continually about the business of prayer. And so some folks don't know how to pray. 
And I love the fact that we have those of all stages of their spiritual growth. I love to go deep in the scriptures and, and teach uh, the deep principles of God. But I also love, love, love to, to have somebody that they don't know anything. And I get to share with them, this is the Bible. And it's split into two portions, Old Testament and New Testament. I love to be able to take somebody that, that don't know, come here from Sikkim, and just say, look, let me just disciple you to the basics. And so today we're going to go back to the basics, but give you a, a template or a model on prayer. So we're going to start with the letter P. P stands for praise. P stands for praise. It's going to be easy to remember. But at the end, and y'all help me if I forget, we're going to throw one slide up there that you can just take a picture of that slide and you have all of them. But uh, if I were a note taker today, it'd be the day, man. It would be the day. So we're going to take each letter and break it down into two pieces. P stands for praise, and we're praising God for who he is. Amen? Amen. You can spend the whole prayer time doing that, and that'd be okay. That'd be okay. Praise him for who he is and praise him for what he's done. And, and, and the biblical term for praising him for what he's done is called thanksgiving. Okay? And so we're just going to give you the, 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 the phrases that go with uh, the ways of, of praying. And so P stands for praise. And, and we need to come first. And I think this is a good, good pattern that we come first in praising God. Before we go to asking him to do more stuff for us, before we go to asking him to give more stuff to us, we need to thank Him for what He's already done. Amen? We need to be worshiping Him, not just for what He's done either, but just who He is. And I mean to tell you, if you don't know who He is, then you, be, you need to get in this Word, and you need to draw nearer and nearer to Him through prayer, and you'll find out just who He is. He is an almighty, awesome, good God. Amen? Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him. And bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. He is good. Amen. Amen. He is. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to his name. I often say this. I say it all the time. You can't. You can't do spiritual warfare silently. You have to speak spiritual warfare. Satan can't read your mind. He influences your mind. He gives thoughts to your mind. They can't read your thoughts. So you have to speak it. Here the scriptures tell us praise can't be done in your mind either. It needs to be spoken. You need to speak it. Let's read this verse again. Uh, by the way, we can worship God in all sorts of ways. Let me just break that down real quick. Brother Brad starts the service off and says, you can worship God with giving. Your time, treasure, and talents. You can do, worship comes in various forms and ways. But praise only comes from the lips. Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And, and, and just please... I, I pray that you're not sacrificing just one day a week. I pray that your prayer time, you are sacrificing this praise unto the Lord on a continual basis. And I pray it's daily. I pray that we would, and, and remember, praise can only come from the lips. I know that oftentimes our prayer time is silent. And, and, and when I'm praying, there are things that I don't want the devil to know. 
be real honest. If I've got an area of struggle, I'm not going to utter that out of my mouth. We, we, we're, it's just between me and God, because I don't want to give him any ammunition. You say it, he'll use it. Anybody with me on any of this? Everybody here this morning? All right. But there are some things I do want him to know, and that he is, he is a defeated foe, and that I am more victorious because they, he who is within me is greater than he who is within him. <laughs> and so there are things that I do want him to know, and there are things that I need to utter with my lips that I need to speak out loud, but I guarantee you that this should be the, 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 the greater majority of my prayer life, praising the Lord, praising the Lord. So P stands for what? Praise. All right, I'm going to keep you out. It's a test. It's a test. We're going to have a test at the end. Uh, if you don't pass, you don't leave. We got another service. You just got to get a second dose. That's it. Repent. R stands for repent. R stands for repent. Repent of the sins of commission. Repent of the sins of omission. Repent of those things that I did do that I should not have done. I committed a sin. Everybody with me? Then I also need to repent of those things that I should have done, but I didn't do. And that list is probably longer than the previous one, isn't it? Amen. Uh, or oh me, oh me, not amen, oh me. First John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Ain't you glad that he will cleanse us and forgive us? I'm so thankful for that. Those are the sins of commission. I did something I, I knew was wrong. I did it anyway. I committed an act. And I need to confess that unto the Lord. But also know that repentance is beyond just confessing. Repentance, if I repent, it means I don't repeat. You with me? I don't just continue to confess the same sin over and over and over again and believe that I have fully repented of it. Because if I repent, I don't repeat. And so the, the, Jesus has taught us to repent. And this repenting is to get back into alignment with God. We're going to use that phrase pretty regular, get back into alignment with God. Uh, but one of the things that, that we need to repent of is when we know what is right and don't do it. James chapter 4, verse 17 says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. How many of us know that it's right, that we are supposed to be, as a child of God, as a growing Christian, I am supposed to be getting in this word. I know that's right. I know that I'm supposed to be spending time in prayer. I know the scriptures teaches that I need to be generous. I need to give tithes and offerings. I know these things are right. If I'm not doing these things, I need to repent of that and get back into alignment with the will of God. And, 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 and I need to get back into a blessable state. Amen? Amen? P stands for what? Praise. R stands for what? Amen. Repent. Before I move on off of repent, you know, I'm going to hang out on here for just a little bit longer. When it comes to the matters of sin, man, we can get like a shady lawyer. We'll find loopholes. <laughs> we can rationalize. We don't need to just repent of the actions of sin. But Jesus taught us that actions come from the heart. I'm going to say this, and I, I know I, I say this pretty frequently, but it, uh, this, is, this is helpful if you get it. Thoughts repeated 
becomes beliefs. Beliefs repeated. I just got started. It ain't time for me. Whose alarm was? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to embarrass you. (laughs) A thought repeated (laughs) becomes a belief. A belief repeated will lead to an action. An action repeated will become a habit. A habit repeated will be your lifestyle. This is why the scripture says take every thought captive. Because if it... If, it, if it's, it starts at the thought, uh, birds may fly over my head, I can't help that, but I don't have to let them nest on it. That thought may pass through, I, it needs to just keep on passing through. I, I, need to, I need to confess it and repent of it once it's reached to a belief, and I need to say, oh no, I, I need to stop it at the thought. Uh, the, to to, to uh, continue a thought. And here's how I say that. To think something and to believe something, when I say believe something, how do I know that I believe? Because I can know some knowledge. I can have knowledge of Scripture. I can have knowledge of things and yet not, still not quite believe it. It's what do you feel. And I know this often gets discounted. I know that we say, well, it's not about your feelings. I want to tell you, that's when, that's when you really know if you believe it or not. Because when... When it hits the fan and things get difficult, you're going to go the way of your beliefs over the way of your knowledge. So how do you feel? What do you feel about God? What do you feel? Do you believe that he loves you? Well, that belief actually comes from a feeling. He loves me. And so when I know that, when I know that not just in my knower but in my feeler, when I know it that way, then I respond. I'm going to go by what the heart feels. And Jesus tells us that all the time. And so when I'm repenting, I don't just simply try and repent only of the action. Because here's what I do. Man, I will get right up on the line of sin. See, I'm not sinning. Kind of like I was the little brother. I was the youngest of five. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching. I have not committed the action. And yet God says, your heart ain't right. You're just one step away. It went from the head to the heart. You're just one step away from the action. So let us repent not only of the act itself, but of the heart condition. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. P stands for praise. Repent stand, uh, R stands for repent. A stands for ask. A stands for ask. I'm asking for my own needs. Again, last Sunday, that was the whole sermon was this asking part i'm asking for my own needs and that is called supplication i'm asking for god to supply my needs you'll see that word in the scriptures and then the other one i'm asking for the needs of others intercession and so uh as you noticed in the hallway we have two sections we have uh prayer requests on one side and there's the cards and feel free to fill out a card and put it on there we're praying for those every day every day and then the other side is answered prayers and i love it I watched one get moved from one side to the other this morning. Praise God. Amen. He's in the, answer, the prayer answering business. He, he's still a miracle working God. Amen? Amen. And we've seen the miraculous here uh, many, many times. And so we are asking for our own needs. We're asking for the needs of others. And, and we have a prayer team that meets up here every Sunday morning, every service uh, and, and we want you to use them. They want to be used. They want to be praying with you. 
You, and I mentioned this last Sunday. Your prayers should not be your secret. Your prayers should not be your secret. Because a prayer that is kept secret will be a praise that is kept secret. You can't keep praise secret. And God wants to answer prayer that he knows he's going to get the glory for it. He wants to show his goodness and he wants to show his godness. He is powerful. He is almighty. He is a miracle worker, God. He is good and he wants to show that. But if we're just going to keep our stuff secret, don't really expect a whole lot from God. And so we need to, to, to be bringing our prayers to, uh, to one another. The scripture tells us we need to bring our prayers to one another. Let the, let the body of Christ come together. Let my faith family gather up and bringing, lifting these petitions to the Lord. But asking is really broken down into two. My needs and their needs. Supplication, intercession. Everybody with me? Since I preached all last Sunday on asking, let's just move on to the next one. P stands for what? Y'all got to get louder than that. R stands for what? A stands for what? Y stands for yielding. Y stands for yield. Uh, You might see that on that little road sign on the road. When I come to church, I'm coming down Highway 19. I'm turning on to the loop. And that other road has the yield sign. And I like it. I like it. And, and, and sometimes people fail to realize, oh, I have the right of way. And I remind them. And I let them know. No, it's, you, you yield to me at this time. So, so what does yielding do? Yielding says you have the right of way. When I yield, it's, you, you're in the lead. So when I yield to the Lord, I'm saying, it's not my will, it's yours that needs to be done. Amen? Amen. So when I'm yielding to His will, I'm saying exactly what Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. He taught us this. He taught us to pray this way. So I am, I am surrendering my will to His will. Now I like to do a little fishing. Amen? Glory? Hallelujah? <laughs> Amen. thought I'd get more response out of that. I like to do a little fishing, and there I'll take uh, occasionally when I'm going to stay in that one spot for a little bit, whether it be under a bridge, if it's under a bridge, I like to do a little crappie fishing. I like to fish for them slabs, them, them bondos. <laughs> brother, brother Alan Coleman is uh, my friend over at Gates Church, and he says, uh, I grew up hearing all those old men say, and caught some bondo. He said, I didn't know what a bondo was. I didn't know what a bondo was. Then he finally realized it was a barn door. Like, it's a <laughs> crappie as big as a barn door. I love catching biggins. And sometimes if I'm going to stay there a little, bit, a little bit, I'll throw my rope over the pylon, bridge pylon, and, I, and I'm going I'm to kind of drift back, let the rope out, just drift back. I'm going to work that spot a little bit. When I pull myself, or let's say I'm tied to a limb, I'm, I'm running trot lines, and I'm, I'm uh, tied off to the bank. Am I pulling the bank towards me, or am I pulling me to the bank? Am I pulling the bridge to me, or am I pulling me to the bridge? When I'm praying, I am not pulling God to me. I am not getting Him to bend my way. I am not using fasting as a way to manipulate God and find the formula to get Him to do what I want Him to do. Prayer and fasting is not a way to manipulate God. God is not to be manipulated. It is not to bend Him my way. It is to bend this stinking flesh His way. 
I don't have a problem with my, be- my flesh being too weak. I have a problem with my flesh being too strong. And I need to bring it into submission. Fasting helps bring flesh into submission. And so I'm going to yield to his will. Second Chronicles chapter 30 and verse 8. Now do not be stiff-necked as your fathers were. This is uh, speaking to the nation of Israel And uh, they have now come into the promised land, but the fathers didn't. The fathers died in the wilderness because they didn't believe God. They disobeyed him, were rebellious, and wouldn't trust him to do what he said he was going to do. It says, do not be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but, what's that next word? Yield. Yield yourselves to the Lord and enter his sanctuary, which he has sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God, that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. It's Old Testament scripture. I could, have, I could have not known the address of that scripture. And I'd just seen the last of that scripture. And I'd tell you, that's Old Testament. You know how I know that's Old Testament? Because you don't see in the New Testament, you don't see any, any wording like that, that the fierceness of God won't, uh, what is, how did it put it, won't, will turn away from you. The fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. You know why? You know why you don't see that in the New Testament? Because the fierceness of his wrath has already been poured out. It's already been poured out on Jesus. Amen? I'm not saying he won't correct you. We know that's not true. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us he does correct us. But he does not punish us. He does not pour out his wrath upon us. It has already been poured out on Jesus. Jesus, therefore, made us a way to enter into the presence of God. He has already consumed the righteous wrath of God in himself. Amen? That's what we're getting excited about. I don't have to fear the wrath of God. In fact, I've been told that I can approach him with confidence. I can approach him with boldness. But it does tell me I need to yield to him. That is an eternal principle. Let's see it one more time. Chapter 30, verse 8. Now, do not be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to look at Psalm 24, verses 4 and 5. Psalm 24 says, He who has clean hands. I need to, I need to back up to verse 3, actually. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord. Amen? How, how is it that he received blessing from the Lord? He yielded to his ways. He yielded to his ways. These are the ways of God. I'm going to submit my life to his ways. He who has not lifted up his soul to an owl, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. And so, we have been told the ways of God. You need to get in this word and, and understand the ways of God. And then specifically, that's, that's the, the general will of God is, is displayed all through these scriptures. But then there's also a specific will of God, and you need to know that too. You need to know the specific will of God for your life. And God has a plan for you. He has a a purpose for you. And and, and He wants, and He speaks to us. Amen. Amen. Please get that. I know that there are denominations, there are people, there are churches that don't believe that God speaks today. You got to do away with a lot of scriptures to believe that, but they don't believe God speaks today. He speaks. 
And He wants to speak to you. And He wants to be in fellowship with you. And He wants to, you to know Him. And, and so you need to be listening to the Word of the Lord. Through the Scriptures, He'll speak to you. Through the Spirit, He'll speak to you. And, and so He has a specific will for you. We like to help you with that. We have a step one class. And that step one class happens the first Sunday of each month. And, and it is a, a class in which you can come find out more about our church. And, and what you can expect from us. But we also let you know what we would expect from you. See, I don't like the revolving door of church membership. So many of them are easy come, easy go. And, I mean, if you set the bar real low, that's what you, it's just it, you have bad results. And so we want to put it out there. This is what you can expect from your faith family. And this is what your faith family needs to be able to expect from you. And we, we sign a covenant together. We are the Christian people are a covenant people. Amen? Amen? Has been from the book of Genesis. And we, we covenant with one another. That you can count on me and I can count on you. And we're a family together. And, 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 and man, it's a, such a blessing. Step one class is awesome. And then step two class is where we can help you find God's will for your life. So we have what we call the shape test. It's S-H-A-P-E. And that is your spiritual gifts, your heart or your passions, your abilities, your personality, and your experiences. And what you begin to recognize is there's a pattern over the course of my life. God's been working in specific ways over the course of my life. And maybe you didn't see it before, but we asked specific questions of you. And, and now you begin to see, oh, I think I'm beginning to see God's will for my life. Amen. I would encourage you to be part of the Step 2 class. It happens uh, on the second Sunday of every month. And... Uh, you, you, you can find God's will without it. But we're going to help you. But truthfully, finding God's purpose for our lives is absolutely liberating. It is absolutely liberating. Finding God's plan for this church was so liberating. Having His vision for this church. Now I'm fixing to leave this week and go for my visionary retreat. I'm going to spend the rest of my fast just me and the Lord and head to the mountains. And, and I'm going to go see, what is, what, is there any refinement? Is there any redirecting, Lord, for the vision for our church? But see, it's so liberating when you get His vision for you. Because guess what? If you find His purpose, everything else is not your purpose. You don't have to keep seeking and searching. And is this right? Is this wrong? What, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be a part of? I'm wearing myself out. I'm experimenting, serving in the children's ministry. I'm experimenting, serving in the nursery. I'm experimenting, doing fathers in the field. I'm experimenting, whatever. Once you find God's purpose, you don't have to keep wearing yourself out saying, is this his purpose? Is that his purpose? Is this? I know what he's called me to. And so therefore, I need to yield to his will. Amen. Amen. Now let's look at what we would call the model prayer. The model prayer is what I call it. Some may call it the Lord's Prayer. Is in Matthew chapter 6. And in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray. Now they have been seeing him pray. They've been hearing him pray. And yet they we see this twice in the scripture. We did in the book of Luke also. He said, Lord, teach us to pray. And so he does. He teaches them to pray. And he, and he starts off, verses 6 through 9, and he just gives them uh, some helpful, uh, nice little tips. Find yourself a secret place. Get still and quiet. 
Get alone with God. Be in a, in a place in which uh, you're not being disturbed. You're not being distracted. And so that's what it says in verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who sees in the secret place. Your Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. And it goes on to say, you don't have to just keep saying these same words just over and over and over again. You, you, you know that your, your Heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask Him. You're coming to your Father coming to your father if my sons kept saying the same word over and over and over again it might start with a thump on the head and then it might, <laughs> i can't stand repetition i can't stand daddy 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 my sister she had grown deaf to the the to the voice of her children and they'd be mama 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 i said tori answer your kids Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know they were saying anything. Oh, well, they were driving everybody else crazy, but she didn't know nothing. <laughs> God says, "I'm your father. You don't have to keep saying the same memorized prayer over and over and over again to try and get me to answer your prayer. But you do need to be persistent in your praying. You don't need to have this mindset of, well, I prayed once and it didn't come, and so therefore I'm." I, I'm, I'm probably not worthy. He's probably not really liking me at this time. I, I, I'm, I'm on the outs right now. He said, no, I'm your father. And I love you. And I want to bless you. My timing's perfect. You may not yet be in my timing. But you just keep coming. But he does say, you don't have to keep this memorized, vain repetition going. Uh, but now let's get down to verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray. I'm going to give each statement. I'm going to ask you where it fits on what I've been showing you today. All right? Let's see if you'll catch on pretty quick. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In other words, your name is holy. Praise. Amen? Praise. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yield. All right, y'all catching on now? Y'all with me? The same four pieces and parts that I have pulled out is in the Lord's Prayer. We're going to need to praise Him. We enter into His gates with thanksgiving, His courts of praise. We enter into our prayer time with thanksgiving and praise. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I want your will over my will. Yield. Give us this day our daily bread. There you go, now y'all catching on. Ask. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Repent. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Ask. For yours is the kingdom and the power of the glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise. Jesus teaches. He gives us this model, this template for praying. And he uses praise as a bookend on each side of your prayer life. Praise should just continually flowing off of our lips. And it would be great if every one of our prayer lives would be bookended with praise. Amen. And just continue. Let, let praise just continue to roll off our lips. We need to praise Him for how good He is. Praise Him for all that He's done. He is our Father and He is worthy of our worship. Amen. Now let's throw that one on the screen. Y'all can take a picture of that with yourself. Hopefully it will show up. And just a model for how to pray. 
I'm going to praise Him for who He is and what, all that He's done. I'm going to repent of those areas of my life that I've committed sin or that I have not done what I was supposed to do. I'm going to ask Him for my needs and for the needs of others. I'm going to yield to His will and to His ways. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And there's only one way. There's only one way that you have the right to enter into His presence. And that's because Jesus already went before us.